0: This is Cynthia McIntosh. And this is Abraham. And we want
1: to welcome you to our new show, Rock and Talk.
0: Talk. Hey, welcome everybody to the new Rock and Talk Show. This is Cynthia, your life coach, artist, development specialist from Success with Macintosh. And I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Abraham. Hi, Abraham. How you doing?
1: Hey, hey good, good. Hi, everybody. You know. Cynthia, it me we're going to have to uh, start a, a new intro because by next year we won't be able to call this a new show anymore.
0: I know that <laughs> is so true. I kind of thought about that today too. <laughs> oh well, we're just going to have to change it. <laughs> we could do that. We could do yeah. anything we put our minds to. So it's all we,
1: good. We we aren't ready to call it an old show yet. That's just that's just the one condition.
0: The better rock and the show. show. The better rock and talk show.
1: How's that? There you go. <laughs> the ever-evolving we'll rock and talk show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the bigger and better rock and talk show. We'll come up with something. I know I know we can do it. <laughs> so, do you have a good week?
1: Uh, it, it was quite eventful. Um, I'm not sure where to begin in trying to detail it out, but I I would call it good. Is full of life.
0: Oh well, that's good. How about that yours? Is a good week, hectic, very hectic, but it's all good because you know what? I right. am taking off on Saturday morning and going on my first vacation in thirty years. I decided I'm doing it.
1: That's amazing, seeing that you're only twenty nine years old.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> don't even, I don't even <laughs> remember when I was twenty nine years. I know, right?
1: <laughs> twenty nine and holding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. No kidding. <laughs> no, but anyway, I'm excited. I had some um, relatives talk to me, and they said, you know, you really do need to break. I said, yeah, I know, but I can't. I don't have the time. They said, we're doing it, so I'm doing it. <laughs>
1: great. That's great. It was
0: kinda, if they let me think about it too much, I wouldn't have done it, so they just didn't let me think. They just made me do it.
1: <laughs> there you so, go.
0: Yeah, so I'm taking off for Florida on Saturday morning. I will be on the plane at 10 a.m. I'm so excited wow. and scared and Everything else, But it's all good. I'm excited.
1: That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds really great. I've never been to Florida.
0: I went once. I, I've only been there once in my life, and it was a long, long time ago. And it was really exciting, though, because it was a – I went – I used to be a big Charger fan, football games.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, the Chargers went to the playoffs, and they played the Miami Dolphins. And so it was a really big game, so I had to go. I had to see the game, so I went to Florida to just to watch that game, and it turned out to be one of the like one of the longest football games in the light, in the history of football. It went on and on and on and on. They went <laughs> to overtime, several quarters of overtime, and then the Chargers finally ended up winning. So it was really exciting, really really exciting weekend and that's the only time i've been there so and this time i'm sure that when i get there it won't be as exciting it's going to be more restful and i'm looking forward to it <laughs> awesome
1: awesome well you deserve it
0: yeah yeah i need to get some rest and get ready for an exciting new year huh yeah yeah, yeah. we're gonna have up. a we're gonna have a big year next year
1: 2018 wow i
0: know it's gonna be an awesome year i'm i'm excited what are you gonna what's your big plan for the year what's your well, big I, goal
1: Oh, my big goal! Um, I'm finally going to get my album out. I was researching really? the best the best month to release it. I'm planning all around that, and I will announce it. Um, it looks like my birthday month, May, is going to be Ooh-hoo! the target. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. Awesome! So I'm gonna, How exciting! I've been working on
1: uh, finishing up some parts on that were missing from some of the tunes, and I'm very excited. It's going to happen.
0: That is exciting. And you're working right now on a Christmas album, aren't you? Didn't I hear? Yeah, isn't that yeah. what have been talking about? Yeah. How's that going?
1: It's, it's going really well. It's been inspiring because um, I remember when it was easy to, how do I put this? I worked in a recording studio for a number of years and people would come to the studio, they said, because I was there. And... The kind of vibe that comes from that—it's kind of like playing in front of an audience, and they're they're all loving you. So you just you can play so much more free because you're not climbing up a hill, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, there's
1: been cli- different kinds of clients along the way, and the ones that did come to know me in in that way, you know, had total faith in what I could do, and and we all knew what we were doing together. Uh, then then there was a, a more sparse time when the industry had changed, and so I was. Working with people who didn't know me in that same way, it was always like that first dance and a little clumsy. Uh, then the project's yeah. over and another first dance. And well, so this is I'm working with a gifted soprano who, you know, we've known each other since college, and um, we 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 just are on the same page. And as I'm working on each piece, she notices every little nuance even little tiny things hidden in the mix and she goes wow i like what you did there and i even forgot and i didn't even hear i had done it anymore but it's (laughs) she was she's really embracing all of it and it's it reminds me of how it used to be yeah she does know me and she does believe in what it is i do and it's been wonderful so through that it's been inspiring me um further renewing my my first love and doing the music that i do it's just been awesome
0: oh that's wonderful that's exciting it's always it's always fun when you're working with people and you don't have to prove yourself because you're already there and you can just enjoy doing what you're doing and enjoy each other's work you have respect for her she has respect for you and you're not having to try and gain that respect because it's a new person yeah
2: yeah yeah, there's
0: just always that that comfort you know of just being able to be yourself and and work yeah And, and some people
1: of course that that can happen almost you know, instantly with certain people. You just happen to be on the same page and there's and then there's others where there's just I guess people, you know, they, they bring their own thing into the environment and uh, sometimes those things clash. Sometimes they do, you know, what is it, iron sharpening iron. So there's some sparks flying, but they but the process of that actually ends up creating and producing something that you neither of you could do Without that conflict, so it's all good. You just you know you go with it. I'm just enjoying this uh, uh, second second youth. Is what right, it feels like. it's been
0: great. Awesome. And when are you going to be done with that project?
1: Well, when she started her last project last year uh, with a another performing artist, and I was involved with that, and she began it one year and finished at the next, and I was hoping we would work on this until we had it ready for this Christmas, but she comes from out of state. So she makes sh- special trips down to LA mm. and to work together and then goes back. And as the, she's up North in Washington. And so as the winter came on, it became harder for her to travel. So she said, I'm not expecting to have it by this Christmas. And I was really hoping we could do that. Um, and I wanted out because I mean, some of the tracks are just magical, you know, and, oh. uh, So, anyway, it looks like she thinks we're going to wait till next Christmas. And if that's how she wants to do it, that's fine. We'll just take our time and hopefully a bunch of ideas won't change along the way and we'll keep going.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've run into artists that, uh, I, I have to put this nicely, but I've run into artists that they will do a project and it's never done. I don't know if you've ever run into people like that, but the project is never done because they always hear something that they want to improve on and it's never good enough. Have you ever run into that?
1: I worked with somebody who spent six hours straight on a vocal track and it was grueling. And then the next day she comes back and she said, I don't like any of it. Let's (laughs) do it again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like that. (laughs) Yeah, it can be, uh, sometimes it's almost getting, if you're going to be too much of a perfectionist, it almost makes it so you don't get anywhere, and it is hard, it's really hard, I've been there, done that.
1: (laughs) I remember a composition professor when we were, uh, it was an orchestration uh, class, and he warned us, he said, beware of the masterpiece syndrome, don't always go for a masterpiece, just create things and let them be. Mm-hmm. And I never forgot that Good
0: point. Good point. Speaking of masterpieces, we are going to be playing one of yours and your masterpiece. I'm going to let you tell us about it, but I know it's what? 16 minutes long. Is that Give right? or take.
1: Yeah, it's about Give 16 and a half minutes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and don't worry, folks, we're not going to play the whole song all at once, but we are going to play it.
1: But they're going to wish second. we did.
0: No. Yeah, it. <laughs> You bet, but see, they don't know that yet. Once they start <laughs> hearing it and we stop the first segment, they're going to go, oh, no, oh, but see. I hope. But they won't know that until they start to hear it. So we are going to play the first segment of your song, but we're going to let you tell us about each segment and because uh, I know that each segment has a story for you. So we're going to go through that. Let's go ahead and let you introduce it and tell us a little bit about it, and let's play some music.
1: Sure. Okay, well, just to start this, what I'll say is it's called, it was originally just simply called Glory B. And I originally wrote it uh, on guitar. The first time I ever recorded it, I did a couple guitar tracks, just two acoustics, you know, like a left and right playing the same thing. And then I added a 12 string and I just put uh, a few vocals on it with a little bit of harmony. Well, down the road, it, it had always been a longer song, but not quite this long. And I always looked at it as one of those, I guess, sort of the 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 flag the flagship song of an album someday mm-hmm. and later on I ended up uh, putting a band together and we decided we were going to play this song and I I further arranged it and I actually took some elements out of a classical piece that I've been working on over the years um, it's a large you know scale orchestration kind of thing. And I adapted it into a rock setting. So this song went from being called Glory Bee" to being called the Glory Bee Suite. It's all still being done in rock. It's a progressive rock song. And I'm sure people that are into progressive rock as they hear it, they may recognize um, an influence or two here or there. Um, I get lots of different feedback about that. The one thing that I hear most often when people listen through is they say, that was a journey. Mm -hmm. And... And I mean, different people say that very same thing about it. Huh. So um, this song got into the rock thing, but it has some deep classical roots, which you'll hear. It opens with a theme that is from the this classical piece I'm working on called the Song of Moses. So I call it the Song of Moses section. Then it gets really into it in the middle of the song. But um, let's just listen to it first. And then then I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the section. Uh once okay. everybody knows what it is we're we're referring to here. So okay. why don't we roll the first one? First okay, part one. well
0: let's do the first section. We'll be right back.
1: All right.
2: of love.
0: There it is. That was really fun, and I can see why people say it's a journey. And in some areas of that song, I love the chord progressions. They're really, they're really fun, different. Oh, thanks. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Thanks. Really fun.
1: And just think, that's just the first third of the tune.
0: (laughs) I know, and I was just gonna say, it sounds so different by the end from how it starts. You just go, you just really take us all. It is a journey. I can really see why people would say that. Oh. That is really, really fun. Good job. Oh,
1: thank you. Um, there's a, I mean, hearing it all in context, of course, the way it begins and the middle section and then how it ends is all the same and all ties together. And then, of course, there, it's going through sort of a thematic idea. What I wanted to mention was that, um, speaking of the that whole masterpiece syndrome and the professor who talked about that, the the very opening afterwards where there it has a kind of polyphonic uh uh not polyphonic what's the word um polymetric it has a number of uh vocal pieces just sort of swirling in different meters mm-hmm. um, those are all different lyrics from the tune itself mixed together simultaneously and each one is in its own time signature and I had already written that song back when that professor made us all write a piece like that, a polymorphic no. piece. So I had written it and it came out so well that I ended up recording it and using it in that section because I, I just thought it was kind of fun because it floats there. You can't find a place to land and it gives it a little bit of an ethereal sound. So I I I was really um pleased that it did work out so well and it's probably my favorite little part because i'm kind of that way a little bit spacey kind of guy sometimes
0: <laughs> well i really enjoyed it it was beautiful and fun okay. and energetic thank you
1: Thank
0: you. <laughs> i really enjoyed it
1: so when we when we've when we've played it live when abraham music project has played that live it's it's even longer it's like 18 minutes because we jam on it but you know there's a there's a synthesizer solo and the first time we played it live uh right when it got to the solo somebody a cameraman uh kicked the keyboardist's synthesizer plug out oh no and all of a sudden he gets to the solo and there's nothing there so we're still playing the rhythm and the bass player and i are looking at each other and i go up and i i, I tell them what's going on and uh the the keyboard's the keyboardist' name is uh, Patrick, Patrick Bradley. And so Patrick, it's so funny, when he got it all plugged in, he was keeping track of his solo. And he started playing right where it would have been if it had never wow. cut off. And I, <laughs> and I walked up to him and I leaned over and I said, you can play it from the beginning. We'll keep, we'll wait for you. And he started the whole thing from the top and it was amazing. He kept track of what was next by counting all the measures. And he came wow. in in the middle of his solo.
0: wow now that's a good musician that's an artist yeah awesome
1: (laughs) a conscientious one
0: (laughs) yeah no kidding so how long did it take you to write this masterpiece
1: well it's interesting because when I first had written the body of it 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 was you know just a matter of um a couple weeks of writing it and then you know a Maybe a few months later, I had the opportunity to record it. So I had that as my basis. But then it sat as just a dream until years later when I got in this band. And when I started thinking, wow, I could do a rock setting of this. And it motivated me to, to make this happen. And that, that became quite an intense bit of work for quite a while. And even then, it was just prepared enough to be able to perform it live in a rock setting versus just acoustic guitars and a couple voices. And then um, after the band kind of went their own way and, um, you know, new jobs, new families, things happened and, and things sort of changed, it sat again for a long time. And I thought, you know, I, I want to finish this. And so I started working on lots and lots of vocal concepts. The next section, when we get to that later, is, the, is a big vocal uh, section and you'll, you'll hear about that. So it's hard to say how long it took because it was, you know, it's had different lifespans within its life. Right. Uh, so. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, it's evolved. <laughs> yeah. So is this going to be part of the album you were mentioning that you're going to have coming out next year?
1: Well, that's a good question. The, the album I intend to release first is called Actually, it's called First the Honesty, Then the Promise. And I had always thought that this was one of those pieces as sort of like the ultimate showcase because it has so Mm -hmm. much in it. But um, since it is so long, it almost stands on its own with a couple other progressive rock pieces that I have. So I thought that I might save it um, for a different album because First the Honesty... Will stand on its own. There's enough music, and it's a concept album. So once you mm-hmm. start it and you go through it, it's another kind of journey. But it's from song to song to song.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that I might, I might um, save this one for an album called Making Progress, which would be all progressive ah. rock. Uh huh. So, and I have about four albums worth of stuff that. Is all different from each other. Um, I I kind of fantasize about doing one of just all the co- my favorite cover songs called Under the Covers,
2: <laughs> so,
1: and I've and I've recorded some of those. I recorded a number of those as well. And then I have instrumental things. And I I thought a lot of it began as just solo guitar type things, and that's grown into like maybe a a rhythm section and then playing guitar instrumentals on it or things like that. And I thought. And that album was always intended to be called uh, "Solitude's Fortune," and mostly Beautiful. guitar yeah. solo things.
0: Um, now I know uh, you've done a lot of music that that has kind of a '60s
1: vibe to it, '50s '60s vibe to it. '60s and '70s is usually what people say because okay. the Beatles' influence is in there, and then yeah. the 70s rock is sort of. When I yeah. was in my rock heyday, was in the '70s. I was in a rock band, yeah. and you know.
0: And you've written I, some of your own music that has that same sound to it. Are you intending on putting together any albums with that kind of music?
1: You know, that's You a good have question. some
0: really fun music that you've written that's in that kind of a, that has that Still feel to ahead. it. Straight ahead. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, like, Hey, You Come Back From My Heart. Are you thinking of that? When I, yeah. I, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've got
0: quite a few of them actually, but yeah.
1: But, you know, the um, interesting thing is um, an upcoming generation that's like new music listeners To them, this older stuff is new to them because they've never heard it before. And it was interesting, especially a song like that, which is so four on the floor, rock, kind of your 50s, 60s rock feel and straight ahead. And it's gotten the most comments and the most attention from the youngest audience because to them it's like, well, I I haven't heard a band that sounds quite like this. Right. Right. So who knows? I I. I think we talked about this uh, one of our other shows I mentioned a friend of mine had said there's no time stamp on good music. So I'm not saying my music's all that good but I'm just saying it encourages me not to prejudge it but just let people judge it, you know? And right. Some people are going right. to like it, some people may not. I mean everybody has their thing, right?
0: Right. Right. Well, I, let's see. We have do you want to go ahead and play a second section of that song? Tell us a little bit about it and then play that.
1: Sure. Um this is going to come up into the uh Song of Moses section and um I think I'll, I'll just let that happen and then I I can talk about how the Song of Moses uh came came about. Okay. It's an interesting fun story.
0: Yeah? Okay. All right. Well, then yeah. let's okay. listen to part 2 and we'll be right back Great. with all of you.
1: Great. it is
0: and we were just listening to the Glory B suite by our wonderful co-host Abraham from the Abraham Music Project. And this was section two and you were going to give us the story about how section two came about, a little bit story about it. And um, again, it just takes you all over the place. It's just got all kinds of different feels. It's one minute you're feeling one way, and the next minute you're feeling another. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh,
1: thanks. Well, this the the bulk of this particular section is from uh, another piece I'm working on called "The Song of Moses," mm. and um, I it's all based on a King James version from Exodus. Um, I, I think it's uh, chapter 18, and you know there, this section: "Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like unto thee, glorious in praises, doing wonders?" You know, and uh, it grew into this. What I what I think is probably some of the most uh, epic kind of music that I've I've ever had come through me and the story behind the song of Moses is what's really interesting and I I don't know how many you know what people listening in their convictions or not but um you know I when this came out of a time in my life where I was Praying and seeking God and asking him, what would you have me do? I'll do anything. Just, just tell me what to do. What, what would that be? And I was very involved with music at the time. So, you know, I'm thinking I'll just do anything. I don't really care what it is. And a, and a thought came to me, Song of Moses. And I thought, mm, nah, that's just me. Cause you know, Song of Moses, me a musician. Nah. So I <laughs> thought, okay, that can't be God's voice. So. Lord, I'll give you another chance. (laughs) What is it that you really want me to do? What is it that you would have me do? And this time I'm going to take this big fat uh, Bible and I'm going to stick my hand in it. I'm going to flip it open. So I just grab it. Like, you know, with my left hand, I grabbed
0: it and
1: and I grabbed it and I pull it open and it says, and Moses sang this song (laughs) from Exodus. And I went, Oh, come on. That's co- I said, okay. So I close it again. I go, okay, Lord. Now, really, seriously, what is it that you would want me to do? And so I thought, okay, I got to avoid the front section of the Old Testament. I'm going to reach into the back. So I, I grab all the way to in. the New Testament and I just grab my fingers. I whip it open. I'm in Revelation. And they sang the song of Moses before the throne. I went, okay, well, that's just part of it. So then I said, okay, well, Lord, you know, I, I don't have a means to record this. I used to work at a music store, and I had access to, like, string synthesizers and things like that. But, you know, if you want me to do this, you're going to have to supply um, the means. So I was still working in a recording studio at the time, and I, I, I'm in the studio, and this uh, friend who was a worship musician, um, her name was Laura, Laura Bowles, uh, Laurel Bowles, rather, uh, Laurel had this state-of-the-art synthesizer that I was jealous of that she had bought, and I would come from an electronic music background, and and I knew that she had this thing, right? So she calls me out of the blue after I said, Lord, you have to help. She And she says, hey, uh, Abraham, listen, um, I'm going on vacation. I'm leaving town for a couple weeks, and I wondered if you would care to babysit take care of my baby meaning her big synthesizer that she's got and i was like oh okay lord so so i I said sure so i take it and as it turns out in the studio for those particular two weeks there was a big gap with no bookings fancy that
2: so here i am
1: alone in the studio with this state-of-the-art new oberheim matrix synthesizer and and
2: uh not much to do (laughs) must
1: be god's will so So I I sit down and I'm I'm working for like day after day, hour after hour, day after day, for almost a whole two weeks and I'm getting nothing out of it that makes that is anything. And I and I thought, Okay. <sighs> Lord, if you wanna write this music, you're going to have to do that part too. <laughs> and so then I'm looking at the lyrics. I, I had typed out <laughs> From the scriptures, I had typed out that, you know, the, a page. And so I'm looking at I put my hand on the synthesizer, and it begins I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously, the horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. Mm-hmm. Because it's after, you know, Moses is running and he, they got chased across the Red Sea and all right. that stuff happens. Pharaoh. So I'm looking at it, and I'm not really thinking, I'm reading it. I have my hand, and I started playing this melody that went to that I will sing I will sing unto the Lord and I'm playing this thing and I went wow and then parts started coming out and I ended up writing this whole beginning to the song of Moses that was like unlike any music I'd ever not only ever written but ever imagined I would be able to write it was it was much more than I'd ever thought and that's what that's what got the whole thing going and then after those two weeks were up, whenever I had a chance, I would sit at the piano or something like that. And I would just work on different parts of it. And I had all this stuff on all kinds of pages. I used to actually write with pencil, you know, write out the music and do all that stuff. So I have all these different pages and all these different notes and things like that. And coincidentally, this one thing, although I recorded many of it, many parts of it with like kind of a classical orchestration using samplers and things like that. Um, this section that ended up in the Glory B Suite with a choir, since I never had a choir at the time, this never was put down in any way. I only had the music written and that was it. So the first time I ever recorded this section was for the Glory B Suite. And I love it so much as a rock setting that I'm really tempted to Move from even doing a classical orchestration into doing it more like a cl- uh, classical rock orchestration, you know. <laughs> um, uh-huh.
0: and,
1: but anyway, so that's the story behind this section, and it's very special to me on lots of levels. Obviously. I
0: guess that's amazing. And so, who? What choir did you use for that?
1: That's, that piece, you know. It, thanks to modern technology. Okay, it's a mix of me doing all the parts. And then the really super high parts, I actually sang and I think I sang in an octave lower, and then I used a, a pitch corrector. Did you really? But on top of that, here's the wonder of technology: is I have this um, sampler, or, or how would I put it? There's a company called East West, and they make a lot of fantastic, uh, like orchestral sounds, and, and they have this thing called the Symphonic Choir. Well, the symphonic choir has, which I've never heard of before because samples in the past and up until this day, and I don't know anybody else doing this, but you could have like, they would sample real choirs. and They say, okay, everybody sing ooh, and the choir would sing ooh together, and mm-hmm. let's sing ah together. So you could get choir samples doing oohs and ahs and mms and, and ohs and os, but huh. what these folks have done is they developed a technology that allows you to type in words and it causes the sample choir to articulate those very words. So I actually typed in the lyrics of this particular section and then just played all the chords in or did all the parts. And the sampler made the choir sing the actual words, not just vowels, not just oohs and ahs, but sing it. And I mixed it with my voice in order to get that big, big sound and also have enough articulation from the human voice to define the words uh, and have the thickness of the choir
0: wow. the
1: body of it. And I, I was just so tickled and so pleased that I was able to do that and save the expense uh, yeah. of you know, a big recording session with a choir and having to rehearse them yeah, all. I,
0: I could right see a now. big orchestra doing that piece. It has that feel to it for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: yeah, it's meant it's to be big,
0: there. Yeah, it's a big piece. Thank okay. you. Well, now we have to listen to the third part. Okay. We Let's just do. have to. So we are going to listen to the last part, and then you can tell us all about it. And we'll and be-, be right back after this.
1: Okay, okay, wait. Before we do, i got to hold you for one second. We're coming <laughs> out of that big section. And it's going down into a quiet section. And um, there's something that happens emotionally, I'm told, when you go from that big, big sound to this next part. And two people n- not knowing each other in a completely different times responded to this one section coming up. It won't have the same impact because we've been already lowered from that other emotional place. But it brought both of them to tears. And I yeah. I don't think I've ever written anything that has brought n- anyone to tears before. <laughs> so that, that's that's what's coming up. And nobody's going to be bawling over it because it's well, out of context. Well, I guess we had to part. listen
0: to part two and three then. Someday. Okay, we're going to listen to part three, and we'll be right back. Here we go. I got to tell you that certain parts of the third section uh-huh. brought me such a peaceful feeling. I did. I really the ups and downs in that, the emotions that it takes you through are just incredible. But at the beginning of this third part, I just felt so peaceful. It was Aww. amazing. It's beautiful, just beautiful.
1: So I'm glad to hear that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's just gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I you you need to take. I could really picture you in a big church or a big building like that and having an orchestra and playing that it would be just amazing having some place where there's really good acoustics and just filling it with that oh man gives me goosebumps
1: <laughs> no I have goosebumps or are these chills I don't know I'm not experienced <laughs> with these kinds of things
0: <laughs> uh, yeah it's probably just chills it is December <laughs> speaking of which it is December it is winter where did it go yeah Wow.
1: (laughs) December 7th already. Wow.
0: I know. I know. The year is almost gone. I'm really looking forward to it. We were going to, we need to, in fact, next time we do a show, we're going to talk about what you guys, what the listeners want to do during the shows. And so maybe we should have people call in and just give us suggestions of what they would like us to talk about, what kind of guests they would like us to bring on, stuff like that. Get some ideas from people so we know that we're talking to, to the people that are listening and, and filling their needs. Because I know that's what we're here for is to to really help the people that are listening and to give them ideas and to inspire them. And so if you guys go ahead and go on, well, you can go to successwithmacintosh.com too and, and uh, send us a message. Let us know what you would like to hear next year during the shows. This year is over. We're all excited about Next year, what is your New Year's resolution, Abraham? Do you have one?
1: I think I'm just going to stick with finish the album and release it in May.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Give yourself a birthday present, huh? Of a new album. That's exciting, though. That's really exciting. That's awesome. Mine is I really, really want to buy a house in the mountains. I think that's what I want to do next year. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to buy a house in the mountains.
1: I love the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I love the mountains. Fresh air. I, do too. I just love it.
0: Yeah, I used to own a house up in the mountains and I just I would get up really early in the morning because I love to smell of the pine first thing in the morning where still mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I'd go sit out there on my porch and just drink my coffee and I'd go out for a run it was such a healthy lifestyle it was amazing you know and yeah. uh yeah I, I just loved it go sit out in the jacuzzi at night in the snow on oh, there nothing beats that that's just amazing <laughs> 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 so <laughs> that's my goal for next year <laughs> uh,
1: well i I hope I hope that is fulfilled for you because that would be so awesome
0: it would be yeah I would like to have. Um, a house up in the mountains and then have a second house that I use as resort coaching, so I can have clients come up and stay and and stay for a three day weekend and just get a lot of rest and relaxation and do some coaching while while they're up there and just do a lot of meditation and thinking things through, making plans, creating their vision. so because it's such a, a neat location for doing that kind of stuff. So that's what I'd really like to do.
1: You know as you got to the end of that, it felt so peaceful. I have chills. <laughs> no, I, really do. I really I really it, I it's those are such lovely thoughts and I can I can easily picture you doing exactly that and having a lot of success with it it's easy to combine those ideas success with Macintosh
0: <laughs> well thank you that is wonderful <laughs> well folks we are really pretty much out of time so um just want to thank you all for listening to the rock and talk show. And we look forward to hearing from you next time. And please do go on the successwithmacintosh.com website and give us any ideas or send us any of your questions and comments and we'll be sure to cover them in the show. Okay, thank you again for listening. Thank you, Abraham. As always, you're just awesome.
1: Oh, we Love thank you. talking to you. Thanks, Cynthia. Goodbye, everybody. Have a Bye, great everybody. night. And if we don't talk beforehand, happy new year.
0: Yes, happy new year. Hi, this is success coach Cynthia McIntosh. If you could wave a magic wand to make your life anything you wanted it to be, what would that look like? How would it feel? What would be the changes you would see? If you're ready to make those changes and overcome all your obstacles, give us a call. I would love to be part of your success. You can reach us at 866-636-4696, or you can visit our website at successwithmacintosh.com.
1: You've been listening to Rock and Talk with Cynthia McIntosh and co-host Abraham. See you next week.